Hello, hello, and a third hello. Welcome to Don't Forget Your Towel. I'm your host and GM, Azul, and today we carry on playing Soth, diving deeper into the disturbing suburban cult within Collinsville. But before we go on, we at DFYT would like to wish you all a happy, happy, fantastic holiday. We hope you're all looking forward to a break and some much-needed time to relax. We certainly are. <laughs> and so, DFYD will be taking a short break for Christmas and New Year's. Don't worry though, we'll be back before you know it later in January. Listeners, it's been a wild year and we're really kind of glad that it's almost over. We've had so many highs and so many lows and most, if not all, of those highs have been exclusively thanks to our team, our guests, our patrons, and most importantly, you, our listeners. So thank you. Thank you all so, so very much. If you've been following us on social media, you would have seen our 12 days of DFID posts. We did so in the hopes of highlighting the wonderful times we've had playing with so many amazing people. So if you have a moment, do go check them out and follow those amazing creatives that have joined us for this journey. Also, we would really like to personally thank our patrons. Thank you so much, Benjamin Tay. Thank you, Adrian. Thank you, Jesse Wesson. And thank you, Bonnie Cohen. Your support has been instrumental and helped us so, so very much. We really couldn't do this without you guys. So thank you so much. And finally, thank you, our listeners. There's really no words that can express the emotions that you've all provided us by joining us in this journey. As much as this is a creative excursion that we do for our love of RPGs and improv and, you know, just everything to do with this project, I would be lying if I didn't admit that you are all a huge part of why we're able to keep doing this. I've sincerely lost count of the number of times that our whole day was turned happy immediately by realizing that a new listener had joined us or when we see you guys coming back for more you know it's it's indescribably dear to me and and just it's like a really warm and fuzzy feeling inside of me so thank you all sincerely thank you so much for listening <laughs> and yeah, I, I, I don't know where to go from here, so I guess we can go onwards to the episode. Previously on Don't Forget Your Towel. The first ritual to summon Soth, the lighting of the way, had to happen urgently at midday at the temple. I guess we could abduct one of the guests at the inn. So Sage, I choose you. Are you the victim's friend or their lover? You could be like a visiting friend. So maybe we've actually said, oh yeah, Sage is going to be here, we're going to have a drink. You, Kat, you told Doug that you had to urgently head off and to pick up a order of books. Unfortunately, Doug forgot the list and he was heading back to the library when he happened to spy on you with two other individuals entering the library right after you told him to leave. I think our cover should be the library's Christmas committee. I would like to talk about the next ritual. It must be at least 24 hours after this ritual and within one minute of noon. It must be in a public place and we must make a lot of noise. And this time two sacrifices are required. How about, could you convince Matthew to have a noon service tomorrow? Absolutely, I'm sure I could. It is just as you're leaving that Doug stops before you all. Why are you here with- Well, we were just having a little meeting about a party that may or may not be happening. Uh, oh, uh, a party? Will there be f food? If Doug wants to be there at noon, perhaps he could taste test some of the food that I'll be making for the party. Kathleen, um, thank you. Thank you so much for letting me in. Of course. I feel that it's best if I consult the Tome of Soth myself to see if there's anything that I can contribute to this ritual. You will understand that only the holder of the Tome may look upon it. So tomorrow will you be bringing the Tome of Soth? I suppose then you may glance at it. Yes, I would love that so much. My priority at this moment is that I've got a body in the back of the truck and I've got to get rid of it. 
find a portion of this forest, perhaps a dip in a hill, unzip the bag and kind of just roll the body down the hill. Thank you for all that you've done. And uh, just let us know that the township of Collinsville absolutely appreciates your sacrifice. Bye-bye. So you're just walking through the forest. You you come across an opening very soon and you notice a woman. She kind of turns to look at you and you recognize her to be your sister, your estranged sister. Michaela, what does Myrtle look like? Who is Myrtle? Um, she has long auburn hair and she's quite a free spirit, I would say. And she is a bit of a homebody, so she loves staying at home. She helps me take care of the um, little community garden that we have and loves baking. Yeah, so the woman you see is like has her hair down. She's wearing a very flowing, very loose fitting, you know, comfortable dress. And, you know, she has a small basket that she's been using to, you see, filled with like berries and other sorts of things. And perhaps the mo- the only non-serene thing about her is the look of her face when she recognizes you, that look of recognition dawning to her face. And she just stares at you. Oh, uh, Myrtle, well, I will be a cold day in December. For reference to anyone else, in New Zealand, December is quite warm. That's the height of our summer. <laughs> <laughs> you learn something new every day, listeners. <laughs> well, if... Uh, I'll be a cold day in December. Uh, how, what, what do I owe the pleasure? What are you doing out here? Brother, I am going through my regular day, usually, as you clearly have no intention of finding out. Oh, I do apologize. It has been some time since you and I last spoke. It has been um, some time. I'm, and I'm so sorry. Are, are you on your way to the estate? No, uh, and, and I agree. It has been some, some time since you kicked me out of the estate. I'm just... Here, this is my home. Uh, what are you doing here? Well, uh, your other paramour, uh, Sage, uh, suggested that perhaps uh, this wonderful forest would be the best place for a Christmas tree. And I must admit, I do find myself in a bit of a situation. I don't seem to have brought my axe. And you'd think that perhaps I would have realized that, but I now realize that uh, I've made a bit of a mistake. So when you mention Sage, you can see several emotions cross her face very briefly before it comes to a usual stone cold face. And she says, you were talking to Sage? Well, of course. Myrtle, my dear, I, I spend a lot of time in town talking to the many folk of Collinsville. You know our responsibilities to this town, our responsibilities to this world. Well... Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I may be speaking out of turn here, and I, I do apologize. But yes, I was speaking to your, your partner. She is, and I would very much appreciate it if you didn't spend time with her. Now, why would you say that, Myrtle? I don't believe that someone of your personage should associate with her. She deserves better friends than you, better acquaintances, better speaking partners. <laughs> Well, I do admit that cuts deep, but... uh, Deeper than when you kicked me out? Deeper than when I had to... She kind of trails off. We all have to make sacrifices sometimes, Myrtle. We all do. Mother and father both knew that. And I would have hoped that you'd understand that too. But I just want you to know, and and I, I say this sincerely, and from a place of love, there will always be a place for you back home if you're ready Goodbye, brother. Well, you have a wonderful Christmas now, you hear? And I hope to see you at the Jamboree. She doesn't respond. She just kind of, you know, turns around and with her basket, heads deeper into the forest. Oh, and I'm just going to sit there waving just... (laughs) (laughs) Wow, okay. (laughs) 
Oh no! Oh man, that was amazing. <laughs> was so good. Did, did I did I wear my mask? Um. Yeah. Yeah. I think the talking about sacrifices and the whole thing about not being part of the family is good enough. Awesome. Awesome. Is there anyone else who wants to take a scene then? Yes, I would like to have a scene with Matthew. Oh, okay. So this will be after I lock up at the library and go home. So are you going home to meet Matthew or are you going to the church or where would Matthew be? So I this think he would be at home by this time. It is late evening. I work later than he, than he does. Before this, I would like to run a scene with Dottie mm-hmm. that is earlier than your scene, Erin. Okay. So yep. essentially what happens is, um, Dottie, you, you come home, you know, it's been a tiresome day. You've you've had to do a lot of things. Um, how are you feeling when you're when you're getting like coming back to the end of your home? Uh, a little jittery. You know, we came quite close to being caught, but um, good. Really in a, a positive mood. Like we got some real progress done today. So when you enter the inn, you notice your parents sitting next to the bar with an unfamiliar face. It's a man. He's wearing a trench coat, traveling clothes. He's got a rucksack, like one of those large traveling ones with him as well. And he seems to be laughing and talking to your parents. The inn's closed for alcohol, though, and there really shouldn't be anyone here. Only the people who live here, and that's a different door that you use for the lodges after hours. You kind of want to keep them out of the bar after six o'clock after all. What are they thinking, right? Hello? Can I help you, sir? The three individuals, like two of them being your parents, look to you. And your parents are like glad to see you. They're like, they smile and says, Dottie, you're home. Your father kind of beckons you over. This is James. Um, he's, he's a traveler. He's, he's here with a friend. Um, in fact, we've had some things. Seems like you've got a, you've got a, a man with you now. Uh, no. Remember, I escorted our guest to the library today. Uh, oh. No other men. Okay, perhaps I was mistaken. We just had some of the townspeople saying that, you know, you were seen with the bloke and, well, you know, we were, we were kind of surprised. Happy, happy surprised. Dottie, happy surprised, of course. You know, given that you, you've been alone for a while now. Oh my god, mom. I, I'm just saying, um... Like if 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 you do have something, you know, we're your parents. It's okay. You can you can tell us these things. And yes, uh, yes, okay. Uh, regardless, so James is um staying over with us. Um, we thought that it was his friend that you know it was your new bloke, but it seems like you were just you said escorting him to the library. Yep. Don't know him. He's just a traveler. Of course, they they clearly look disappointed, but you know they quickly kind of like pick themselves up and say, "Well, that's fine." Uh, but. Again, I, I know like you've helped us so much, Dottie, and, and we, we do know that, but do, do give us a bit of a, a better heads up when you have to leave. Um, it was a very busy day today, and um, so we're getting old, and we should really hire somebody else to help you, but you keep insisting otherwise. Honestly, I really don't think that we're going to have to worry about that pretty soon. <laughs> oh, oh, really? <laughs> oh, I mean, I think that, you know, when I'm getting better at catering, I'm getting faster at the job. And I I don't know. I just don't think that we need to hire anybody else. Uh, okay. I mean, I mean, I suppose you've been putting a bit more effort into learning all the tips and tricks. I mean, you have been helping us for how, how long has it been now? I mean, since I was born. We have been helping out with the. They they kind of laugh. It's like you you know what I mean. Like how long how long has it been since we've been paying you? Oh yes. Oh god. Well, it's been I think five years now that I've been kind of an official worker here. Right. Time passes by so so quickly. There's a pause in the conversation, and then your dad kind of in his gruff voice says, "But James is a great person. You know, he's a traveler. He's he's well off." He, he likes poetry. Wow. You like poetry, James? <laughs> James kind of like gives you a sly smile and just nods. He doesn't really say anything, though. Oh, by the way, mom and dad, uh, I took a catering gig at the library. There's going to be a story reading event at the library we agreed to cater for. So I hope that's okay. There's a thing at the church tomorrow. Your mother looks at uh, your father and says, Daddy, we didn't know you were so a- active in the public. Sorry? In church? No. I... No. There's just... There's an event. There's an event everyone's going to be at tomorrow. Well, I suppose the inn's going to be empty then. Um, yeah. Well, at least uh, during the day. So I don't... I guess we won't have to be making lunch tomorrow. So if you guys wanted to help prepare for some of that catering stuff, I do need to sort some stuff out. You know, some logistics about the actual party tomorrow. But if you guys could stay here and uh, maybe help plan the menu while I'm out. 
They both sigh, but these aren't really those annoying sighs, just the kind of sighs that you give your kids when they checkmate you. And then your mother says, I suppose it's fine. We did just tell you to give us enough forewarning before another thing like this. And you kind of just did that, I suppose. Ah, such a smart girl already outwitting us. Is there anything in particular you would like us to prepare? Um, well, let's see. Um, it's nice finger food that would go, uh, nothing too messy because it is going to be in the library. So, um, but yeah, some nice finger food probably would be good. Something that kids would like, uh, since they'll be reading to the kids. Oh, I know exactly what to make. This is going to be exciting. Yeah. And she kind of just claps her hands and goes behind the bar to start like preparing already. Um, James, I don't know. I mean, you said that your friend was was traveling here. Do you mean uh, Richard? So you know him then? Oh, not really. I led him to the library. He wanted to have a look at some of the books. Uh, he was actually going to help us tomorrow with the event. Maybe you want to join us. I mean, I suppose it isn't off... Uh, Tell me, though, where is he staying? I, I was meant to meet him today. Oh, well, he was staying at the inn, but he checked out earlier today. I'm not sure where he's staying now. He, he checked out? Yeah, yeah, he's not staying here tonight. I'm not sure where he's staying. Did he um, perhaps tell you something uh, where he's going? No, no, he just said that, um, you know, he was checking out, wanted to stay at a friend's place. He didn't really say anything more than that. Sorry. Christ, you know, we're doing a trick from the top to the bottom of New Zealand, and it was his idea to come to this island mm. to begin with. I was against so Now he's not even here. Jesus. Ugh, I know. It sucks to have flaky friends. Not <laughs> known to be flaky, but thank you for your information. I'll keep an eye out on him. Yeah. I was under the impression that you were just having a date with him from what your parents told me, but clearly that Ugh. is not the case. I, yeah, they get very excited about the smallest things. But hey, as I said, um, he was going to help us with the event tomorrow. So if you come along, um, you'll probably be able to meet up with him. Fair enough. I'll, I'll consider it. Uh, what time is it? Where is it? Uh, it is at about 11.45 a.m., a little bit before noon. Quite a bit early, but, you know, I'm a traveler. Fair enough. I'll see you at the library. All right. Uh, I'll see you then. Um, so you're all sorted with your room and everything? Your parents are kind. It's all sorted. All right. Wonderful. Um, then I will uh, come get you in the morning when it's time to go. Thank you. Uh, by the way, do you know anything that's happening nighttime? You know, a bit bored now that Rich is gone or wherever he is? Yeah, I don't know what's happening at any events. But I mean, if you're staying here, we do have some... Uh, this is a bar. We do have some liquor around if you're wanting to, you know, have a fun night. For the next couple of days, uh, I hear there's a big Christmas party that's going to be happening. Um, it's on Christmas, though. So if you're sticking around for a few days, uh, that's going to be happening as well. Ah, is that so? Uh, I may take you up on that first offer, though. He chuckles a bit. Uh, we'll talk later. All right. And he kind of takes his bag to head up. All right. Have a good night. You too. So we'll end the scene there. You're all pretty onto the, like, masks thing. Erin, you wanted to have a conversation with your husband. Yes. <laughs> so I, I arrive home in the evening, early nighttime, and Matthew is there. I assume our in-laws are there as well. Maybe my mother-in-law is preparing dinner in the kitchen, and Matthew is uh, sitting in the living room going over his, you know, reading his Bible, let's say. Yeah, this is his, his usual seat and that sort of thing. He doesn't even notice you. He's completely immersed in his Bible. Evening, darling. Oh, uh, evening. You're home uh, a bit late, actually. Yes. Oh, what a day we had at the library. Very exciting. Oh, delightful. Tell me all about it. Oh, yes, I must. Now, dear. Oh, goodness me. Where to even begin? At the beginning? Uh, he... oh, a very good place to start. Indeed. <laughs> well, you know uh, Benjamin Carruthers, of course. Uh, of course. Of course. Well, he came by today with a fantastic idea to have a little Christmas shindig in the library with catering and everything to have a book reading for the children. Oh, he's... Isn't that delightful? Uh, well, yes, no, definitely. I'm, I'm just a bit surprised. Um, He does not seem to be the kind of person who likes books. Indeed. No, I had not thought of him as the type at all. But it seems he is quite a caring father. Uh, I can, that's... He kind of pauses and says... That's honestly delightful. Uh, I have been worrying Isn't about the Carlos family 
recently with all Oh, you worry too much. As the moral compass of this town, I, I do have to worry about this da- things, darling. Uh, you know how people can be if they do not have a leader. The flock just kind of wafts away. Oh, yes. Now, darling, this whole uh, book reading Christmas shindig for the kids is top secret. Only the few of us who are organizing it know about it, so you mustn't tell anyone yet. Well, I mean, I suppose that... Why? So it can be a lovely surprise, of course. We were thinking Boxing Day, perhaps. But it's a book reading for children. Um, I'm sure their parents would not mind. We should tell them now. Perhaps I could uh, talk to some of the my congregation um, and get their help as well. The more, the merrier, darling. And also, we do need to make sure that they're free during the day. Of course. Uh, but I would still like the details and the presentation, the content of the day to be um, a surprise, a nice surprise for everyone. So you might mention to a few people that it's happening, but I would like to keep the details on the down low. You understand. Very well. I'll only tell the people I trust to help organize this. Oh, I don't think we need any more help. We've got plenty already. Oh, really? Who's helping? Oh, uh, you know, uh, the local barkeep is providing the food. Um, You know, another couple of the townsfolk. A dog, of course. Of course? Yes, well, it's going to be at the library, so... Oh, uh, right, of course. That 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 makes sense. Sorry. Um, yes. He just never... He always rubs me the wrong way. Yes, I know, darling. <laughs> Nothing to fear. He's harmless. Uh, very well. Uh, um, d- d- did you tell Ephraim? I'm sure he'll be delighted to help. Oh, uh, now it is a particular surprise for Ephraim, so don't mention a thing. Uh, okay, I... I am. I'm not sure why such a harmless event is such a secret. Oh, darling, don't you think Ephraim has enough on his plate? No, he's been positively looking for things to do recently. Has he just? Uh, yes, he was supposed to. Well, I'm, I'm sure he did uh, meet with Lord Mister Crothers today as well. Oh, indeed. Oh, lovely. Benjamin, meet with Benjamin as well today. Oh well, perhaps Benjamin has already mentioned it to him. Oh. I suppose that's true. They did. Yeah. No. Okay. Very well. Lovely. So we were hoping uh, that you would lead a service tomorrow in the church uh, around noon uh, for the rest of the townsfolk while our planning committee are in the library planning and we need to create some banners and decorations and gorgeous artwork. Oh, and we need to have a, a big choir practice. Darling... How do you expect me to do that in such short notice? Well, if I know you, I know you've got a sermon or two hidden away in your back pocket. Oh, no, no, no. It isn't the lack of a sermon. I I mean, it's already nightfall and I'm not sure I can get in contact with my whole congregation at such short notice. Some of them don't even have phones. Oh, we can make flyers. In a night? For tomorrow noon. Well, let's just write some handwritten invitations and I can hand them out on my way to the library tomorrow. In fact, what I'll do is put a big poster on the library and the community centre to tell everyone about your sermon. Uh, I mean, uh, if you wish, I, 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 I do have enough on my hands at the moment, so you'll have to take lead of that if that's okay. That's absolutely fine. Uh, okay. And just, you know, if you see people when you are on your way to church tomorrow, just invite them along. Uh, sure, I, I will tell them about it. Excellent. Oh, it's all coming together. I am so excited. Oh, darling, this is going to be the best Christmas we have ever celebrated. That's... I mean, every Christmas is the best Christmas we're celebrating, as long as we have our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ in our hearts. Indeed. In fact, I feel this year is extra holy. I feel the light of God burning through my very soul. In fact, I, I have heard foretellings of a star like the Star of David that might appear in the sky as Christmas approaches. I feel its light already. He looks very confused. Um, what star? Oh, 
sure it's just a silly rumor. Uh, someone was mentioning it at my book club today. Right. And the star speaks to you? Not speaks so much as I feel it. Are you okay? He stands up from his seat, walks up to you and places his hand against your temple to kind of check your temperature. You seem a bit heated. <laughs> oh, darling, I'm quite all right. Just beset by extra Christmas fervor. This, you've never been particularly fond of Christmas. Oh, I know, but, well, with all these extra events that I've been so involved in, I feel such excitement, and I know that this year I will commune with the Lord. Darling, we commune with the Lord every year. I know, but I mean me personally. Are you saying you have not been in the past? Well, of course, I have I have prayed, but this year I'm sure the Lord will answer. Aha. Uh-huh. Mm. R- right. I... I... Aha. Uh, uh-huh. I'm sure as a man of the cloth, you, you have heard the Lord speak to you many a time, but us ordinary folk, uh, well, we can only wait for the day that we hear the voice of our Lord. If for some reason, I... I don't know why, but... I feel sure this year it will happen for me. Well, so be it, you know. Um, Yes, we should all take our Lord and Saviour into our hearts and our souls and uh, cleanse ourselves. You are absolutely correct. Although perhaps I think you should be attending the sermon tomorrow as well as you are at the moment. Why ever do you say that, darling? Uh, Perhaps some uh, presence in the holy ground would help you. Uh, Well, I'm afraid I'll be too busy tomorrow. Well, I have to work at the library, and uh, Doug has asked me to come in early to do some admin, and then we have the planning committee, and y- oh, okay, you Okay, know- okay, I understand. You're, you have a busy day tomorrow. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> Thank you. Um, uh, Perhaps the next service I will attend. Very, that, that sounds delightful. I will look forward to seeing you there. Lovely. Well, that's enough excitement for one day, I suppose, and... Um, it smells like dinner's almost ready. Uh, yes, yes it is, because I cooked it. You did? Yes, of course, I did, I did, yes. While I was memorizing passages from the Bible, because that's what I do. You are such a delight. What would I do without you? <laughs> he kind of nervously laughs. Um, I just go up and like plant a big smooch on his cheek. That was a very interesting scene. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay, so in terms of time, we've passed through the evening. We're basically at nighttime. Are there any scenes you want to do for today before we move on to the next day? I would like to have an opportunity to kind of deliver my sincerest apologies to Ephraim for missing him that day, personally. Ah. And I think on the way, I would like to... I would like to catch Theo and perhaps give him a ride into town. Oh, bringing my family into this. <laughs> <laughs> so Theo being... To being uh, Sage's cousin. Sage's cousin. Yeah. So like on the way back into town, on my way to uh, meet with Ephraim, I, I would like to casually bump into Theo. Perhaps he's on his way for, to town for whatever reason. And I'm just going to give him a ride. Yeah. Tell us, tell us a bit about Theo, Michaela. I guess he's quite cheeky, he gets up to a lot of trouble, he's always in places where he shouldn't be, loves asking questions. So because of that, Sage doesn't spend a lot of time with him. <laughs> but Myrtle often ends up looking after him if like Theo's parents need to head out for the day or something. He's a teenager by the sounds of it. Where does he live, Michaela? Let's see, I would say he lives between the apothecary and the port. Right, okay, so he lives... On Great South Forest Road? Yeah. Okay. Can I can I say the thing that I wanted to do in case that... Oh, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, by all means. I was just going to do a summary of me visiting Sammy at the port. Okay. Go for it. Okay, yeah. So basically, after visiting Kathleen, I popped home to grab some things to give to Sammy. And so I traveled down the Great South Forest Road and visit Sammy in his boathouse. And I hand him a salve and I tell him to apply it to the edges of his boat and that will keep him safe. And just kind of offhandedly, I mentioned not to 
bring any cephalopods back to the port with him um, because we don't want to attract the wrong type of god. <laughs> That's a very, <laughs> very odd thing to say. Interesting. Cool. Benji, Benjamin. Cool. Yeah. So Benji is going to be driving back into town from the Forest of Mysteries, perhaps in somewhere in between that uh, on kind of like a strip of road. He spots Theo walking by himself uh, towards town and I'll offer him a ride the rest of the way. So you're going down strip of road road. Yeah, so I'm kind of, again, probably uh, because it's a little bit darker, the Christmas tunes are a little bit more of, you know, the kind of like uh, the uh, other side of the EP. (laughs) (laughs) It's the more mellow kind of tracks. Yeah. And such, but it's still kind of um, Christmas music and stuff. Yeah, and I I spot him kind of kicking a rock down down the ways. So I give a honk of the horn and kind of like yell out to him. Well, now, if that isn't the young Mr. Alderwood. How are you doing today, son? Oh, hey, Mr. Crothers. How's it going? Well, I am absolutely fine. I'm just on my way to see my good friend Ephraim. Oh, pray tell, what uh, brings you to this neck of the woods? (laughs) Neck of the woods, you see what I did there? Yeah, totally. (laughs) Really funny, Mr. Crothers. I am am absolutely peachy, son. Um, Tell you what, uh, would you... Would you like a ride into town? Yeah, sure. Um, actually, could you just drop me off home? Oh, yeah. I mean, I can absolutely do that. You still live down Great South Ro- uh, Forest Road, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When you agree, he just does like a fist bump like, yes. <laughs> all good. All good. Hop on in. I definitely remember when I was about your age. This walk is, uh, it is a nightmare, I have to admit. How do you remember that far back? Well, I'm going to do my best to not take that to heart, <laughs> young man, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, I, I was young once, too. <laughs> Come on, hop on in. Sure you are, Mr. Crothers. And he's, like, giggling all <laughs> i tell you what, um, and we, as we get in and kind of start driving, i tell you what, it is the responsibility of uh, the person in the passenger seat to be able to choose the music. Do you uh, have anything, uh, any kind of channels? <laughs> What am I working with here? I can play yeah. AM, FM, <laughs> neither. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's this uh, really, really cool channel known as the channel that's appropriate for this time period. Oh, yeah. That channel. Channel that's appropriate for this period. time's music. <laughs> this is exactly what kids resonate with. Well, I will say that does that sound sounds uh, very unfamiliar to me, but you know I I can swing to it. Wow, I didn't I didn't know you could be into like the good stuff, Mr. Crothers. <laughs> I thought you'd be into all those like what are they like opera singers or something like this? Like ah, <laughs> it kind of sounds like that. And then they go like ah, and they're like lots of different ahs. <laughs> oh well, now now don't get me wrong, I am definitely a fan of the classics, but. You know, it takes a modern kind of person to really uh, get into these kind of contemporary works. And I, and I think that uh, you'll find that uh, the Carruthers family is a little bit more uh, uh, understanding than you may have heard previously. Really? Speaking of, you you live or you, you've been around um, Myrtle Carruthers. You know that she's my sister, right? Oh, um, yeah. I mean, technically. Yeah, yeah. I understand that. Family is a... Uh, you know, you can't choose the family you have, but you definitely can choose the family that you are, that you love. But murder will always be a part of my family, and I, I want her to know that. And I want to make sure that, uh, you know, she's take, being taken care of. Are you, are, are you someone I can trust, Theo? He, he stares at you very deeply for a moment, and you see, like, a glimmer of just something in his eyes, and he says, Mr. Crothers, you're not, like, using me to get to your sister, are you? <laughs> and I'm gonna like honk the horn a couple times, just like you know, boop, boop, like as if as if it's a joke. I'm not a kid, Mister Brothers. Oh, <laughs> uh, now see, now I see you. And you know, I knew, I knew from the moment that I first saw you that you were gonna be a smart boy. Now I'm not asking you to go spy on my sister. No, that would be so terrible. That is not becoming a family. But I just want to make sure that you know Myrtle is getting the best of care that she can. And if you could promise me to just to just keep an eye on her and make sure that she's doing well. And if anything happens, just let me know. Uh, I want to do uh, as much as I can to support you know not only her but your family too. Sage is a very big part of your family. He sighs for a moment and then after a moment of deep thought, I mean I suppose that's that I can do that. I do spend a lot of time at Sage's anyways. Yeah. Absolutely, and I appreciate that. 
Now, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I am definitely a man of honor. I'm a man of my word, and I hope that you are too. Uh, Can you say the same? I mean, technically speaking, I'm still a boy, but I guess I could be a boy of my word. <laughs> and he's humorous too. I love that so much. I love that so much. Myrtle says we've always got to be very accurate and that um, semantics is very important. And does Myrtle say that, you know, when you make a promise, your word is your bond. That that promise is, is to be binding. Yes, except to the Crothers family who can go and she then swore. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I see. Well, I'll tell you a little secret. Us Carruthers boys, we have a long-standing tradition. Whenever we make a promise, we cross our hearts like this and put our hearts to our chest. And we promise ourselves to a high being to stick to our word. Can you do that for me? It would mean the world to me. Sure, if, if what do you want me to promise? That you will look after my, my dear sister and that you will watch over her. And if anything should happen to her, you will let me know. Yeah, I, I can do that. I mean, sure. So yeah, no, follow me. You just, I promise. And he crosses his heart. I promise. On my name, on my life. Um, those words. To keep my promises. To keep my promises. So yep. says so. Sorry? So I said so says so. Like, so I say so. That doesn't make any sense, Mr. Carruthers. I know. It's, you know, you know, Grandpappy Carruthers was never fully right in the head, but he did have his traditions. Uh-huh. So I, 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 you know, it's it's an original text, if you will. I, I still like to keep to it, though. Uh, okay, sure. But I'm, I'm not repeating so says so. That makes no sense. Well, I mean, uh, with the original text was something along the lines of so says so. But it, it doesn't matter. Sorry, it doesn't uh, matter. I'm, I'm, I appreciate. I feel like I appreciate the effort. I feel like I say so says so, and then you say something else. It almost sounds like says so. Well, let's both agree to disagree. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, let, he just turns um, the radio up a little bit and just starts kind of like tapping on the, <laughs> tapping away, bumping his head and stuff. Okay. Okay. And yeah, I'll say about then, like not shortly after that, drop him off. Just be like, hey. It was an absolute pleasure getting to talk to you today. Um, here, maybe, uh, maybe, you know what? Tell you what. And he's gonna pull like a, um, a really old coin from his pocket. Ooh. Like a really old coin that has kind of like these little kind of like itchings on it. Yep. And he's just gonna be like, this always gave me luck and protection when I was your age. And you know what? I, I believe firmly that uh, not only my sister a part of your family, but you and Sage are a part of mine. I'd like you to have this. Who knows? Maybe it'll get, bring you luck too. The moment um, he sees his coin, his eyes like, like glinting in delight and he can't help but have like a small smile. He almost forgets to thank you for a moment, but then he's, he quickly says, uh, thank you. Th this looks super cool. Well, now you have a great day and I I'll see you later. Well, great night even. <laughs> Where is my mind? He, he gets out of the truck and he turns around and says, you know, Metal also says that you, you should judge people after you personally talk to them. So maybe, maybe not everything she says is true. And then he turns around and kind of runs away. You are a wise, wise young man. And then I'm going to drive off. And I will say, if I can, <laughs> as I'm driving off, I hope that maybe Sage sees just the end part of that dead exchange. As I'm on my way, she sees me dropping off their cousin. Yeah, as I'm walking back home. And I'll, I'll give him like a pleasant wave as I make my way over to Ephraim's house to just continue on like planning and stuff. I think that's fair. Good job on technicalities, Josh, and we'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So if there are no other scenes, we can call the day a close. Oh, sorry. Maybe one slight retraction, uh, perchance, and uh -huh. feel free to decide whether or not he might have agreed to it. But I think maybe I would have um, invited Theo to like one of the events. Nothing untoward, just to like, hey, there's a lot of kind of cool events happening around town. I think you definitely, it's fair for you to have mentioned it, I think. and At least the book reading with the intention that I'm going to be like reading stories to the kids or something. Yeah. Okay. So now we've reached the end of the day. And at the end of the day, I, the keeper, do some housekeeping to track clarity and suspicion. The suspicion will be done secretively. Sorry, listeners. So all of you don't have to worry your little occultist minds about it. However, with any increases in clarity, I will inform you of them. So, firstly, Isabel, your clarity increases by one. 
And Michaela, your clarity also increases by one. I usually wouldn't do this, but just for our listeners' benefit and for yours, I guess, the increase in both cases is due to you failing your compulsions. So it is the next day. Is it a weekday? We didn't actually specify. Yeah, we just said like the 21st. We just, we just said it's the that. 21st. Yeah. So. I'd say it, that was Tuesday the 21st. So it's this year. So maybe it's Wednesday the 22nd now. Cool. Oh, it's it's the tw- yeah, it's school holidays. It's fine. <laughs> I was like, where are my kids? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would have been, um, you know, spending the morning doing in stuff. I have to make breakfast for people and all of that. That'll keep me quite busy. I've been telling every, all of the people there that there is a service at noon to get as many people there as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, just anybody who I pass by. Um, yeah, then I'd be getting ready to, you know, a little bit before noon, you know, collect James and head down to the library. Okay. Kath would be up early making flyers and posters to distribute about the sermon at noon. And then she would pack a bag with some towels and sheets and anything that she can find around the house that might make a decent amount of noise and head to the library and put the posters out. And specifically on the library, I want to put a poster that says closed for community business. And then next to it is like the sermon poster. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if you want to do a scene with this, but I assume Doug is going to be there in the morning so that we can do the admin work that he asked for. (laughs) Okay, I will have a scene with Doug, actually. But we can do Michaela's scene first. So Michaela, set the scene for us. So um, I've made a pot of coffee and by the time Myrtle wakes up, there's breakfast on the table, a fresh bouquet of flowers... And yeah, tell her to sit down. And I guess that's where the scene can start. Yeah. She does not look to be in the best of moods. She's kind of eating her breakfast silently, uh, clearly deep in thought. Well, I've still got some salve left over, protection salve. And I'm just going to kind of like start taking that and like, where can I put it? That's like not too suspicious. I'll put it in her hair. Yeah. So I'll just kind of start like rubbing her hair and like brushing her hair through and we'll say that's like kind of a normal part of the routine, basically. Okay. Yeah. And like, yeah, I'm just kind of muttering under my breath, like, this will keep this will keep you safe. This will keep you safe. And yeah, as I'm doing that, I kind of ask, like, are you are you okay, Myrtle? Is is anything wrong? Was that obvious? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Uh, it's it's okay. It's I, I just met my brother yesterday. Benjamin? What where did you meet him? I thought you were home all day yesterday. He was just, I don't know, doing something out in the forest. Ah, uh, I see. Um, do, do you know something about that? Um, well, he... He said you sent him there? I did. Oh, um, I may have recommended that it's a nice little walk through the forest. I, I'm sorry, is there something I should know that's going on between the two of you? No, uh, no, not at all. We, um, well, I mean, we are kind of planning a little thing. It's not a big deal. You're planning something? What are you planning? Yeah, you wouldn't understand, you know. Sorry, I wouldn't understand. I I didn't mean it like that. Okay. How did you mean it? Well, have you considered maybe going back to the house and like resolving things with your family? Sage. I just feel like it would be so much better for you and so much safer for you. What? Better? you, You know what they did to me. You know they were against us being together. I know, but I'm sure they'll come around eventually. And, I mean, Benjamin isn't that bad of a person, despite the things that happened between us. And, you know, I I saw him drop Theo off at home yesterday and... He was with Theo? Well, yeah, I mean, I I didn't really know why, but it did seem like it was quite friendly and Theo seemed quite happy... And you know we could be we could be a really happy family if we were all together. We could be safe. I I I don't know what's gotten into you, but I suggest taking some time to clear. What what is wrong with you after everything that they did to me to us? <laughs> Nothing is wrong with me, and I'm just like pick up a bunch of lavender and start like sniffing it and like rubbing it on my on my hands and things. Just think about it, please, for me. For us, for South. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what did, did you? I genuinely didn't hear you. Like just under my breath, I go for South. You know what? I don't want to talk about this at the moment. I'm just ah. And she just picks up the rest of her food and storms into your bedroom. Um, I'll just rummage around and find my gym bedroom and 
Yeah, I think maybe, you know, one or two customers pop by and I serve them, help them, and then I close up shop and head over to the library, Jambi drum in hand. That was delightful. <laughs> Your ritual is very, like, a few hours away. Only, only Dottie knows that she has asked James to come. Well, from my perspective, I thought Dottie was going to bring, like, two of her family members. So I feel like the sacrifice is already, like, Dottie's taking care of it. It was my responsibility and I found a way to do it. So that's okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I would like to just retroactively caveat something. I also would like to bring some candles and stuff with me from home. Can I do that? Okay, yeah, I think that's, that's it. That's, that's, it that's it. So first thing I do when I get to the library is actually lock the door behind me uh, after putting up the posters. And I'm going to start preparing for the ritual by laying out a bunch of towels and sheets. And what I would like to do is on like a table or a desk by the towels and sheets, I want to set up a little altar to Soth with some candles. And So you're just doing this while Doug is in his office? Yep. Okay. Um, And if I finish that before he comes out, then I'll go and say hi to him. Is that the case? Yep. Okay, so then I'll go and knock on his door. Morning! You hear him, like, start with a cut. <clears throat> Come in. Oh, are you all right? You see him and he's, like, he's he's wearing, like, a full suit, like, kind of oiled up his hair, and he's a bit blushing at the moment when you say, are you all right? And, <laughs> like, he, he changes back to his normal way, like, his normal tone, and he says, uh, uh, yes, yep, yep, um, just, just, a, just a cough, yep, yeah, a, sl- a slight... Uh, Oh dear. Well, I'm sure that taste testing will make everything all better. Um, His eyes grow wide again, very slightly before he kind of smiles and says, "Mm -hmm. I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Mm, So am I. Very much. Now, what was this admin work that we needed to do? Oh, uh, it's fine. Why don't we um, uh, take a seat and uh, uh, talk? Okay. Okay. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, brilliant. Uh, I sit down. Yep. In fact, I'm going to pull up the chair right next to him, like right next oh to him. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you look lovely today. Oh. Is that a new suit? Uh, he clearly like stands up straight as you come close, like as you take the seat close up to him. <laughs> and he says, uh, no, no, um, this, I, I, I've, I've had this for um, a, a while. Yep. Uh, never, never a good occasion to, 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 to wear it. Uh, but um, uh, thank you. Uh, you look um, breathtaking. Yep. Uh, oh, doggy. <laughs> and I'll just I'll be like, ah, and give him like a little push on the arm. <laughs> he just like looks at his arm and kind of smiles. And I just look at him expectantly. He's also looking at you expectantly. Mm. I look down at my watch. What time is it? <laughs> 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 it's like, what time do you want to have done this all? Uh, I'm guessing you don't want it to be midday, so it's probably morning. I don't want it to be too early in the morning. Mm. Like, I am kind of killing time until these guys turn up for the ritual, so. What time have you told them to turn up? That was uh, not discussed, was it? Oh, I don't think we did. But everybody knows. Well, it has to be done within the minute of noon, so it's yeah. like we'd be going, like, just before noon. Yeah, like, at the latest. Um, certainly, um, one of the first stops for me would have been the library, as it is our temple and also we had kind of built this elaborate ruse behind the story time with the kids and such so which i am paying for <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so i'd want to get there to like liaising with everyone to figure out what our plan of attack or plan of sacrifice is for the day <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'd say I'd, I'd actually be heading over there around 10 a.m um well you could probably enter during this scene then Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if that were the case, so Aaron, you're still uh, technically in control, so you can decide when okay. Michaela is okay. to. But for the moment, Doug just kind of nervously, grinningly smiles at you. Are you looking forward to the ceremony today? Oh, um, uh, uh, yes, definitely. Mm. It's going to be a reverent occasion. Sorry, I don't. I, I, I know what it means, but you know, why don't you tell me what that means? Oh, Dougie, you always like to make me sound smart. Y- yes, yeah, that that yeah. Mm-hmm. Reverent, as in sacred, holy. Uh, mm-hmm. Why? Why not? <laughs> um, uh, it's you know, I mean, like there's like the um, speech marks taste testing. R- right? Yeah, 
Yes, the taste testing. Well, as a man of a refined palate, I'm sure you consider food to be holy. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, that's that's what you meant. Uh, okay. Yes, it's gonna be uh, really really holy. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so how's your day? <laughs> Stuck the landing again, Doug. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's still the morning, but like, man, how's yeah, how's yeah, how's yesterday? Oh, it was. It was lovely. It was an industrious day. We got a lot done, I feel. Did you... Uh, uh, sorry, I just, uh, uh, this is not business business time. Oh? We don't have to talk about that. Well, we are in the library. Uh, I suppose, but, you know, this is um, t- taste, you know, t- taste testing. Mm. Um, mm. That's, that's pleasure, right? I see your meaning. <laughs> and I'll just touch his arm again. <laughs> Listeners, Isabel just covered her face. <laughs> I myself. I'm so uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, I hate myself. <laughs> At that moment, there is a knock on the door. Thank God. I'm truly recontextualizing the save by knock. <laughs> oh, that must be one of the committee. I'll go let them in and I'll go off to let Sage in. As you do, you hear Doug muttering under his bed. So many people coming into the library today. Well, good morning, Kathleen. Good morning, Bright Sage. Early, I see. As you else are around yet? No, just Doug. Ah, oh, Doug. Okay. Yes. Um, but look what I've done. <laughs> and I would like to show Sage to my little altar. <laughs> <laughs> what does it look like? Tell us tell us what it looks like. It's very makeshift and haphazard, but I've done my best to create some tiers of candles and um, there's like some shiny wrapping paper reflecting the light. Is it like meant to be a, like a, a place where we'd put the sacrifices or is it just like a little altar? Um, like is that where it's going to happen? It's right next to where I've put a bunch of towels and sheets so that we can do the sacrifice there. So I'll say, oh, just put down your instruments and things over here. Yep. So I've got my like box of herbs and things on my back. I'll pop that down, pop my mm-hmm. djembe drum down. <laughs> this is where it will happen. I will fetch the tome and the nice when it is time. But why don't you fetch the tome just a little bit early? I mean, you have to keep Doug company, right? Maybe I could just hold on to it. I won't even look at it. Just just, just let me hold it. <laughs> As I have already told you, Sage, it is my responsibility and my responsibility alone to look after the tome. I think I think we should be sharing responsibility over here. You clearly have a lot on your plate. Well, that is not what Soth desires. Uh, okay, okay, fine then. The tome will come in time. Yes, don't worry. I can, I can wait, I can wait. <laughs> Good. As you two argue, uh, from the edge of your eyes, because you're looking at each other, from the edge of your eyes, you can't help but imagine for a moment the dripping wax from the candles like seems to turn for a moment translucent crimson. And it looks like the tears themselves are dripping blood instead. But the moment you look at it, it's a wax. It's most distinctively wax. <laughs> I take my bunch of lavender and just waft it under my nose. <sighs> the time is approaching. <laughs> yes. It draws near. So, um, we still have some time. Mm. How do you intend to keep Doug occupied? Oh, I suppose I'll distract him. Because if um, if sleep is an option, I have a few remedies that could ah. knock him out. Yes, the only thing is we do need to keep his body pure for the sacrifice. I see. Well, do what you must. I'll just I'll just be here, you know. It's fine. Mm. I I'm I'm perfectly fine on my own. Lovely. <laughs> uh, well, of course, don't let anyone in unless it's one of us. Yes, yes, of course. It's just direct people to the church if they're wondering. Yes. Right. I'll um I'll go back to Doug then. Like I would just be trying to get into the restricted area <laughs> and just like scanning the top of shelves for a spare key or something and <laughs> i'll just say i don't have any luck but i'm just yeah just really want to get into that room yeah you know that it is in a restricted area mm-hmm. well Aaron can answer this mm-hmm. all the cultists have been to the library numerous times mm. have, has there ever been an occasion where you've forgotten your keys and had to use the keys in the library yeah i'll say there there was at least one time like it's not very common but there was at least one time when I forgot my own keys to 
to the restricted section and had to use the spare key. So I would potentially know where where it is. Yes, the spare keys. I think I'll have a little look in the back room and just kind of look around in the drawers. Maybe it's just like lying on the counter somewhere and see if I can find a key that will like match that ancient looking keyhole. I think this is a good opportunity to resolve our first action. So in SOT, generally when players attempt to complete an action wherein the outcome is not clear, we determine the success of said action by following through a list of criteria that, that help us determine the level of success. So success, partial success, and just failure. For your benefits, listeners, and for our players, because this is the first time we're going through it, the criteria are, does the character have a superior position, superior resources, superior capabilities, momentum or surprise, no injuries that would hamper them, and no consequences from previous actions. So usually the Keeper would go through these really quickly and just narrate how successful an action is, but for our players and listeners' benefit, I'm just going to go through so, this step by step so that you kind of get a vibe of what I'm doing internally. To look around for the keys, and she kind of knows where it would be vaguely, at least the room it's in. I don't think she has any superior resources, and for superior capabilities... I would say for capability, I think Sage would be quite an observant person, being kind of like this health specialist of sorts. Yup, <laughs> sure, that works. Generally, Michaela, I would ask you a kind of pointed question regarding any doubts I have, but sure. And finally, you do have the momentum with you and you have no injuries from the past nor any consequences that you're suffering. So I think that your action in this case is definitely successful. So where is the key, Kath? Yeah, I would say it's just on a shelf in the back room, like the top shelf or a, a high up shelf. But if you know where it is, you can just easily grab it. Yeah. Um, and what does it look like out of curiosity? This must be some kind of a special key, considering it leads to the great and glorious <laughs> Temple of Soth. Oh, true. Well, it leads to the restricted section. Let's let's get that clear here. <laughs> <laughs> but the restricted section does, it is, you know, a, a little bit old fashioned sort of like Art Deco style. So in that vein, I would say it is a, a brass key with a pretty like classic key shape yep it's <laughs> a so it's traditional key. key shape <laughs> it's a traditional key shape brilliant so what do you do now sage you've got the keys and your mind is perhaps set i'm not sure yep so now i'm like one step closer to actually being able to find the tome and i just really want to see it i just really want to touch it maybe smell it a bit so yeah i'm gonna head over <laughs> to the restricted access section and unlock the door you open the door and you find the familiar smell of the restricted section kind of emanate around you and i imagine you go inside yes i enter and i honestly don't know where to start looking for it because kath has always been very discreet about where she puts the book and i, I would say like even if i have seen her put the book in a particular place the next time we come around it would be in a in a different place oh totally and to make your life even harder sage this as as, as we mentioned before this library is like colin crothers library and he had a pet peeve of collecting rare books and collectibles so in fact this rare section is quite large it's got several corridors yeah so i think now is the time when i need just a little bit of focus so I am going to take a blend of essential oils, a blend of rosemary and peppermint oil, and just give it a sniff to just kind of like heighten my senses. And I think for me, logically, the place to start looking is closest to the entrance of the temple. Yeah, definitely. Going to have a rummage around there, maybe throwing throwing some books off the shelves and just like, yeah, pushing pushing books over, trying to find it. Like maybe there's like a little hidden compartment at the back of a shelf or something where the book could be. Yep. I think you partially succeed. So you do inevitably eventually find a small wooden box within which the tome is, right, Kath? I believe that's where you put it. I, I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> <laughs> um, do I hear that? Do I hear? Yep. So, so I think eventually, Sage, you find this box that feels familiarly heavy. 
um, and something about it seems to call to you. Uh, what happens is, I believe, Kath, you definitely hear the sounds of books being thrown away and like the alarming sound <laughs> of books being thrown. Yes, and perhaps some cursing as well. Um, and I think this is around the time, like the moment you find it, Sage, is also the moment when you hear Kath behind you. Yeah, so I guess I'll hear the books and come out and Sage isn't there and I'm like, so I go into the restricted section. What are you doing? I'd say I'm like kind of bent over the box, trying to like see if there's a way to open it. And I'll just like look back with a start and be like, oh, Kath, hi. Um, nothing. Really? Because it looks like you're trying to find the Tome of Soth when I already told you that only the holder can look upon it. I, well, I guess in a way, maybe I'm saving you time to find it for you. Um, but also, I just really want to look at it. Like, I, I just need to see this book. Hmm. Well, I'm afraid I cannot let you. And I'll like walk over to try and take it. Yeah. Sage, do you, are you willing to just give it back? Um, no, I'm so close, so close to the book. So I think probably what I'll do in- instinctively is just pick up the box and hold it against my chest so that she can't like pull it away from me. So I think this is a good chance to start our first conflict. We start off in a conflict by determining each character's action and the target of said action. So starting from, I suppose, in this context, Kath, what is your action? Who or what is the target of your action? And what effect do you want your action to have? So when I say, so obviously Sage is the target of my action. Like I'm trying to take the, the tome back from Sage. Um, and Sage, what are you trying to do in this like situation? I am going to hold the book or hold the box tightly so that um, Kath can't get to it. Totally. In this case, I think Kath has the momentum, so she's going to go first. Uh, She's the current player in this context. Unless, Sage, if you want to seize initiative, essentially spending or adding one clarity to yourself and immediately becoming the first person to act in this situation. Yeah, I think think so. I think that there would be an appropriate thing for Sage to do because she's desperate. She's close to the book. Um, she doesn't want to let it go. So yeah, I think I'll spend one clarity. Yeah. Can I also spend one clarity? <laughs> How dare sure, you? <laughs> you can also spend one clarity. So you've both spent one clarity. And at this point, the cultist with the lowest clarity goes first. That is me. Well, there you go. So you go first. <laughs> okay. So at this point, I determine whether the reaction is successful or not. I think, Erin, you definitely have the momentum and like do you have uh, let me ask you this do you have any previous experience in self-defense or any sort of like anything that would make you a formidable opponent or somebody who is strong uh, hmm. i don't think kath particularly has self-defense experience but i do think that she is used to being on guard when it comes to the tome so the tome is like her child that she wants to protect in a way okay Uh, i think in this case you do succeed you have the momentum and i don't think sage is expecting you completely to lunge and grab onto the box so sage what happens is that cat like lunges at you grabs onto the box and you're not holding it tightly enough you've just found it you're elated and this is a huge surprise to you and suddenly the box gets taken away from you and we immediately go back to the beginning where we define our target and effect in this case Sage, now that the situation has changed, you're able to change what your action is and then we can go along the steps again. Because Erin, you've already gone, you can't actually participate in this context. It's only it's only the remaining players, in this case just Sage. Okay, okay, so I can do something. Basically. I think Sage is just going to be quite taken aback that Kath has moved so quickly to snatch the box away from her. I think she's going to just instinctively yell out and jump at Kath to try and get the box back. Oh my god. So I think, yeah, I guess like Sage would be kind of kneeling on the floor and Kath would have just like bent down to pick it up. I'm just gonna like lunge up at her and try and get the box. Try and like wrestle it off her. So I guess I have a very similar question to you. Do you have any martial arts or like boxing or any any kind of self-defense training? Or are you at least a larger woman compared to Kath? Yeah, I'd say I'm quite sturdy. Hey, not all about size. <laughs> yeah, I'd, well, I'd say I like Sage has a bit of strength to her because she kind of does a lot of work in the community garden. So she's used to like being busy with her hands, doing some heavy lifting and things. This is a very good situation for you, Sage, because you also have the superior position in that 
cat is holding the box. She has no way of particularly defending herself and she really doesn't expect this to happen. So you do succeed as well. You essentially tackle her onto the ground, both of you falling to the ground. Um, you're on top of her as, as far as you can tell, but she's also holding onto the box very tightly. So you don't, it's kind of a partial success where you don't manage to wrestle it out of her, but you've got her pinned to the ground at the very least. What in the hell is going on in here? What will become of our beloved cultists? Can they get themselves together in time for the second ritual? Or will their best laid plans be thrown into chaos? Find out in the new year on Don't Forget Your Towel. If you like what you hear, please connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at dfyt underscore podcast, on Facebook at Don't Forget Your Towel Podcast, and through email at dfytpodcast at gmail.com. If you have a few dollars to spare and you've been liking what you hear, please consider supporting us on Patreon. But if you don't have a few dollars to spare, that's all good too. Just keep listening and like or review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Every single rating goes a long way to helping us increase our reach and to share the RPG love. Till next time, keep your towels at the ready.